Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number 80. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. Can you believe it? 80 episodes. So crazy. I'm really trying my best to get back into a consistent routine of posting with this. I'm thinking of doing every other week for the podcast. And then if you guys follow me on YouTube, I've also been doing some more long form videos on there, which I also plan on posting once a week. So very excited to be back into it. Today is going to just be a chill day. I want to talk about alcohol today because I really haven't talked about sobriety or my journey on here in what feels like a long time. I feel like the focus mainly has been like manifesting and more spiritual stuff and even less so about uh, alcohol. So today I'm going to be talking about celebrating a thousand days sober and also the energetics of alcohol because that's a really big reason why I stopped drinking was from a spiritual and energetic side as well. So I just wanted to uh, throw that in there, but I'm so excited. I am past a thousand days now. I just had to check on my phone. I have an app that counts how many days. I'm at a thousand twenty-seven days now. So there was so much stuff going on in the past few weeks that I really didn't even have time to make this episode. And I did say in a previous episode that I was going to eventually talk about this. So I'm very excited to be doing that today. So yeah, if you want to hear about just, you know, how alcohol affects you beyond the physical, then stay tuned. Because obviously we all know that alcohol is not healthy for us uh, from a physical sense, right? It's dehydrating. I can go on and on and on about the things that alcohol does to the body that are bad. So that's not what we're going to really be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about the spiritual and the energetic effects of alcohol and my experience that I've had since I've stopped drinking with how much more sensitive I've been to uh, the energies surrounding it. So before we get into that, I do want to give a quick thank you to today's sponsor, which is Keen. Today's episode is sponsored by Keen. And if you're not familiar, Keen is the world's largest network of talented psychics who provide psychic readings to help you answer your most pressing questions about love, relationships, career, and more. So I use Keen whenever I have a question about my career or my love life, or I just need a little bit of guidance. And I actually just met with an advisor recently and she gave me some really great advice regarding my love life. And she really made me feel reassured about the direction that I'm heading in. And she didn't even know anything about what I'm going through currently, but she was spot on with everything that I've been feeling and everything that I've been dealing with. And I left that call feeling so reassured and like I really knew which direction I wanted to move forward with things. So if you want to get a reading on Keen like I did, it's super easy to start. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. And the thing I love about Keen the most is that you can really pick and choose which readers are going to resonate with you the most based on what exactly it is you're looking for and what skills you're looking for as well. And each of these readers have unique specialties designed to help you in your particular situation. So you can choose whichever reader suits you best and then you'll be able to connect with them either via a phone call or a text chat. And as a new customer on Keen, I'm excited to offer to you guys that you can try your first 10 minutes for just $1.99. That's up to $99 in savings, which is an amazing deal. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, you can head over to trykeen, that's K-E-E-N.com slash Haley Noel to get some big savings on your first reading. So as I mentioned earlier today, I wanted to talk about the energetics of alcohol, but I think a really good place to start would be my journey with the entire experience and where I'm at now and how I'm feeling now. And I'm at 1,027 days now, which is crazy because it's almost three years. And that's wild to me because it feels like it's been the longest time ever, but it also feels like it hasn't been that long, if that makes sense. And I'm so grateful for 
you know, the clarity that it's brought me, the health that it's brought me and, you know, just how much it has brought me, like my decision to stop drinking now that I think about it. Because even the job that I have now, my day job, I got from quitting drinking alcohol because the company that I work for is a company that helps people quit and change their relationship with alcohol. And I never would have had the opportunity to work for them that I have now had I not been on that path. So it is kind of crazy to think, how different things can sort of lead you to where you're meant to be. And it's all a part of the process. But I do want to say that the journey has not been without its challenges. And there's something in specific that I've noticed, uh, especially last night, because I had this experience last night. But I don't know if anyone else who's sober or who has stopped drinking has had this experience. But literally like nightmares where you're drinking again That sounds so crazy and it probably sounds silly to people that, you know, do drink on a regular basis. But if you're someone who has abstained from that for so long and you're so proud of yourself for the progress you've made, that's a literal nightmare. And I've had that experience a couple of times. And last night I had that same experience where I was drinking alcohol in my dream and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stop. You made so much progress. And it's so funny because it feels so real and it stresses me out every time I have that dream because I'm like, damn, am I really going back to my old ways right now? Like, what am I thinking? But then I wake up, obviously, and I realize that that's not the case. But it is really interesting. And I don't know if anyone else has had that experience of anything, I guess, of any habit that you've changed. Do you ever have a nightmare where you you go back to that old habit or you go back to that thing that you knew was bad for you? Because I've had this happen many times in the almost three years now that I've stopped drinking. And I always think it's really interesting every time. And I remember the dream the next day every time that it happens. So, but uh, yeah, guys, also, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm having tech problems with this episode today. So just bear with me. I don't know what's happening. I'm hearing weird noises in my headphones, but I don't know. Maybe that's a sign because I want to talk about the energetics of alcohol. So one of the biggest reasons that I decided to stop drinking, aside from the physical health side of things, I knew it wasn't good for me you know, physically, was the spiritual side of things and the energetic effect that alcohol has on us and how alcohol can open us up to certain energies and make us more susceptible to energetic attacks. So I want you to fasten your seatbelt right now because we're about to dive down a little bit of a rabbit hole that's a bit more esoteric and spiritual and obviously not connected to just the negative uh, physical effects of alcohol. So keep an open mind with what I'm about to tell you. So the word alcohol itself is actually derived from an Arabic word, alcohol. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that literally means body eating spirit, which is really interesting because a lot of cultures and a lot of belief systems will argue and will assert that alcohol opens you up energetically to other spirits and possible negative entities to overtake your body and kind of possess you for a short amount of time, which sounds crazy, but there is a lot of evidence for this, I would say, in my experience, and also just from people's firsthand accounts of this kind of thing happening. So uh, I'm on a website right now. I just found a really interesting quote from somebody who had an experience similar to this. So this is what they say. Once through a spiritual vision, I could observe a crowded club. I noticed dark, evil entities hovering over the club, keeping an eye on the people enjoying inside. Slowly, as few people got incredibly drunk, I saw their souls depart their bodies linked through a thread as the intoxication made them uncomfortable. Evil spirits took over and these empty vessels resulted in them committing immoral acts. This is what's happening when someone has what we refer to as a blackout. 
All right. So this is where I want to talk about this because in my own experience, okay, I have been there before when that happens and you have zero recollection of the night or a certain period of the night and you're like, why did I do the things that I did? And you're like, it's not me. It's out of character. I would never do that. I think a lot of us have been there before and no shame if you have. Uh, This is one of the reasons why I don't drink today because I never want to have to deal with that experience again. But isn't that an interesting take on that? That, you know, spirits are basically possessing your body um, in a short amount of time when you are severely intoxicated or you're drunk. I think it's a really interesting thing to think about. And the reason I say this is because, A, I do believe that this is true. From my personal beliefs, I definitely think that there's something to this. And also, when I stopped drinking, I noticed that I became a lot more intuitive and a lot more energetically sensitive to people around me, places, things. My intuition has like skyrocketed. I swear, if any of you out there want to increase your intuition or improve your intuition, uh, I would suggest quitting alcohol or at least cutting back on it or trying to cut it out because you definitely have such a bigger sense of clarity um, when you're not you know, filled with a toxin, which is what alcohol is. It's a, it's a toxin. So um, I go, I say all of that to say that uh, I have been noticing, especially this past year, I don't know what it is. I have noticed that I am super sensitive to places where people gather to drink heavily and also just the energy that goes with it. So there was an experience that I had um, on a road trip down from New York to Florida. I we stopped for dinner. I was with my mom and we stopped for dinner at this place in like Savannah, I think it was. And there was a bar there and we walked in and I just had this like, oof, uh, like pit in my stomach. If anyone out there is intuitive or really sensitive to energies, you would understand what I'm saying of just like when you walk into a space that has bad energy, it kind of just hits you like a, a wave or a ton of bricks. And I couldn't shake the feeling and I knew that it was coming from the bar. And I was like trying to distract myself with the menu, with the food that I was getting with my mom. She's like, Haley, what is wrong? Like, what's going on? And I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I, we got to get out of here. This is really bad. There's a bad energy coming from the bar. I think it's maybe attached to someone that's sitting at the bar and I don't know what it was. And I know some of you might say, well, oh, maybe you were just triggered because you're around alcohol and that's an environment that's triggering to you. I want to say I really don't think that's the case because I'm at a place now where obviously I don't crave alcohol. It's not something that I seek out. I'm not triggered to drink in that situation. And I'm also not really uncomfortable by the fact that there's people at a bar and I'm over at a table. Like, that's fine. It's an establishment. It's not a big deal. And I've been to plenty of places, you know, that have that and I don't have an issue. Uh, so I knew something was going on there and I definitely felt it. I definitely felt that it was attached to a person that was at the bar. That experience was pretty bad. And there was a second experience that I had once we moved down here. And, uh, this was even worse than that first one. And that's when I went out to brunch with my mom. Coincidentally enough, I'm getting with my mom, but we went out to brunch. We had waited for like an hour to sit at this place and I was so excited to eat. I was so hungry and we finally got in. And they sat us at the bar and I immediately, that same sinking feeling, and I felt it as soon as we walked into the place, but that same feeling of like, oof, 
this is bad. Something in here is really bad and it's making me feel sick. Like I've got to get out of here. And I was so hungry. I was so ready to eat, but I was so uncomfortable in that moment. And I was so anxious and everything felt so heavy that I literally threw my credit card down and I asked the person, can we please get a to-go container? Like we got to go now. And I didn't even eat a bite of my food in there. That's how bad it was. I had to, had to get out of there. And I don't know if I'm picking up on the energy of people that are drinking itself. I don't, it's very hard to explain. Or if I'm picking up on potentially like haunted locations, I'm not really sure what this ability is, but it's happened now two times connected to alcohol, which really does lead me to believe that your evil spirits are lingering around places where alcohol is being heavily served. And I also just want to say, if you're watching this on YouTube, the lighting situation right now is so weird and it's tripping me out. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's kind of freaking me out right now because normally uh, it shouldn't be doing this because I've filmed with this setup a couple of times now and it's been fine. But we're just going to continue. If you notice that the light is changing, I do apologize. I'm a one man show. I'm trying to figure it out the best I can, but I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so yeah, that's the story there. But there's a few other reasons why I think that alcohol is something that you should be extremely cautious of from a spiritual side of things. So the first thing too is, or not even the first thing, we're on like the whatever thing now, but alcohol lowers your vibration. It without a doubt lowers your vibration. And I think it's interesting because in the moment, a lot of us think, oh, well, alcohol, you know, helps me relax. It helps me unwind. It helps me socialize. I feel good. And, you know, it's kind of an illusion. It's a total illusion because when you're drinking alcohol, you're also not your full authentic self. I truly don't believe. I know some people say like, oh, you know, the truth comes out once you drink, but I really don't think that's the case. I think that, like I said, you're opening yourself up energetically to other energies possibly kind of uh, taking you over a little bit. But it definitely lowers your frequency. It's obviously terrible for your body. I mean, if you want to learn about all of the horrible effects of alcohol on the body, like go research it. You will find tons, especially on the brain. I mean, every part of the body, alcohol is terrible for you. Uh, but in terms of raising your vibration, like if you want to raise your vibration, I would say the first thing I would say to somebody is cut out the alcohol because it will lower your vibration without a doubt. And it will also kind of dampen your ability to hone in on your intuitive skills to, you know, help kind of understand and read other people. It's just not good from an energetic standpoint for your vibration energetically. And there's a lot of different, I mean, substances in general, I would say lower your vibration. Aaron Dowdy talks about and I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Aaron Dowdy, but he talks about like a sliding scale of uh, substances that, and how they lower your vibration and what frequency they resonate at. I want to see if I can find a picture of it. But I remember him saying that alcohol is like the lowest resonating one. And then weed is also lowers your vibration, which is interesting because um, I know a lot of us wouldn't suspect that weed would lower your vibration, but it does. Uh, so it's really interesting. And the other thing too is that when you drink, it takes a while for your body to restore itself and get back to like its natural set point, especially if you're somebody that's a heavy drinker or even a gray area drinker or a binge drinker. If you are wanting to get yourself back to like that homeostasis of like your normalcy, it takes a really long time for the alcohol to work itself out of your system. And even on a short term, like if you go out you know, like on the weekend, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you're drinking, you know, those three nights of the week, 
by the time your body has basically healed itself from all of that alcohol, all the poison that you're putting it, you're back at the day when you're starting to drink again. Um, so it's really interesting, you know, and I think back to that too, like back in college and, you know, college drinking culture was so normal to just go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everybody's hungover, everybody's feels like shit because they drank so much. And then sometimes you would have people who were day drinking and then that would just add on top of it. And the days that it took to cure that hangover and to finally feel like back to yourself again. I don't know if anyone else out there resonates with this either, but I remember sometimes being hungover and how poorly it would affect my brain function and just like my cognitive ability. I felt like I wasn't as sharp. I felt like I wasn't as on it. And it would take days afterwards, you know, sometimes to really build that back up. I've even had sometimes where it's taken me like a week to uh, to get back to a good, you know, place, uh, which is another reason why I'm so grateful I don't drink anymore. As I'm saying all this stuff, it's just reminding me why I'm so grateful I don't drink anymore. And um, the biggest thing that I want to say here is that alcohol makes you susceptible to other energies taking you over. So a lot of people say this, like if you go to a bar or an establishment, there's these evil spirits and entities that are waiting, hovering over the place, essentially waiting for people to get super drunk so that they can inhabit a body for a little while and have some fun and then return back to wherever the heck they came from, which is the kind of spiritual theory behind a blackout. Because when you're blacked out, you literally have no recollection of what you did, like none whatsoever. So somebody could tell you the next day, like, oh yeah, you did this. Like, I can't believe you did that. And you're like, what? There's no way. There's no way in a million years that I would have done something like that. Um, if you've been there, you know how shitty that feels. Um, so if you think about it, well, wouldn't it make sense? Alcohol is opening you up energetically and spiritually to other entities. Wouldn't it make sense then if you're super intoxicated that it's basically like leaving a door open or leaving a window open saying, hey, like we're open for business. That's what I kind of think of it as. It's like you're you're flipping that switch and you're allowing yourself to be open to that. So that's why I would also say be really careful with heavy drinking. And obviously moderate drinking is not an option for everyone. It certainly is not for me. But if you are a drinker, I would say at least try to moderate so that you don't get to that state where you don't remember what you're doing um, and you don't feel like yourself. And then you have to deal with the whole cycle of shame and guilt and anxiety and regret after that. So Think about it from that point, too. I mean, what purpose does that serve? Absolutely none. That's a total hindrance on everything, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. So I really do believe that alcohol has the ability to open you up and put you at risk. I don't want to say this to like scare people or, you know, make you freaked out to go to the bar, but I will say you know, if you're somebody that's trying to make spiritual progress or if you're someone that's trying to protect your energy, uh, avoid alcohol at all costs. Absolutely. Or if you're trying to strengthen your psychic abilities, avoid alcohol. Because as I said, it opens you up in that way. So you really, really have to be careful and protect yourself. And um, I really just don't see alcohol having any role or any place in spiritual growth or development. I don't think there's anything that alcohol will do to serve you in that way at all. Honestly, I don't think there's anything alcohol would do to serve you, um, you know, physically too. I mean, there's nothing that alcohol will do to serve you in any capacity. Now, that's not to say there aren't other, you know, things that you can use to 
to raise your vibration or not even to raise your vibration, but to explore. And by that, I mean, you know, the whole rabbit hole of psychedelics or microdosing or plant medicine, like that obviously can be used as a way to uh, induce a spiritual awakening, to build upon the spiritual awakening and reveal more to you. But those are things that should be done in a very sacred space and in a sacred way that honors the plant and honors the intention of the plant. And the nature of alcohol, the nature of bars and going out to bars is seemingly reckless compared to the nature of plant medicine and the purpose of plant medicine. So I think there's a lot to learn from our ancestors in that way. I think they knew the power of a lot of these different things. And like I said, in Arabic culture, that the word itself literally meant body eating spirit. I mean, what more do you need to know to know that uh, it's not good for you? So That's my two cents on kind of just like the energetics of alcohol. Now, let's get a little bit into my experience, I guess, and where I'm at now. I do have something I want to say that I've noticed because I've talked about this a lot in terms of like what I've noticed, um, you know, being 500 days alcohol free or like a thousand. Well, actually, I haven't talked about a thousand yet, but this is something that I've noticed uh, and I, I really do have an issue with this. And this is dating culture. Okay. Dating culture and alcohol seem to be so synonymous with each other. And it really frustrates me because I think that alcohol is something that should not be a part of dating culture, especially when you're going out to meet strangers and you don't even know who the person is. And, you know, you have to kind of watch too if somebody's like slipping something into your drink, but that's neither here nor there. The other thing I've noticed too, is that with dating apps is everything seems very much alcohol centered. Like I, I'm not on dating apps now, but I did a little mini experiment where I kind of swiped through Hinge and I was like, okay, I want to see how many people are centering their profile around alcohol. And I should have made like a spreadsheet of this or really fully documented the results. But when I tell you, I would say 85 to 90% of the people on these dating apps, it's like, Every picture is them drinking or their prompt is about, you know, taking tequila shots or I want someone who can keep up with me at beer pong for Sunday football. And it just seems like so much of their personality is centered around alcohol, which is very frustrating as a sober person because it's like, okay, well, where a where would I fit in with that? I I wouldn't fit in with that person's lifestyle at all. But B, you also don't want to compromise on something that means quite a bit to you. Like I know for myself that's a big deal to me. And whoever I date, I need to know that alcohol is not at the center of their life because it's certainly not at the center of mine. And I just don't see how I could possibly date someone who was in that. And I don't want to say this to like make it seem like, oh, I'm better than you because I don't drink. But anyone else out there who doesn't drink and has been on a dating app, let me know in the comments if you've noticed this too, because It is frustrating. I'm like, why is it that we as a society are so centered around alcohol? Or like, I'll literally, I literally had said in my profile, I don't drink. That was like my first answer to my prompt, right? I said, I don't drink. I would click no that I don't drink. And how many people would still message and say like, hey, do you want to grab a drink sometime? It's like, just take a little extra second to just look at someone's profile. That's probably the thing that I would say is the most frustrating to me now, um, being a single person and being alcohol free, is that so much of dating culture revolves around alcohol. 
I'm not really sure why this is or how we got to this point, but it's something that I've noticed in the past few months. And like I said, when I did this little experiment of swiping through and seeing how many people were focusing like the majority of their profile on drinking, it was pretty astonishing. And I don't know if it's just the age group that I'm in. I really would be curious to hear if other people are experiencing this too, if you're on dating apps. Um, I don't know if people are doing it to make it seem like they're really fun. I don't know. It's just... It's just interesting to me. And I also think it's interesting because if alcohol is involved in the dating process, especially early on in dating, when you're going on like a first, second, even third date with someone and you're drunk on each of those dates, how how are you even going to get an accurate representation, A, of that person if they're also drinking and B, for yourself, because it's clouding your judgment. It's not allowing you to see clearly what's going on. And I just feel like it gets in the way. Because it dulls you, but it also, you know, makes you maybe a bit less, you know, less inhibitions, whatever you want to say. But it's like that when that's all said and done, if the alcohol is gone, if you were to see this person sober or not have something involving alcohol as the center of your date activities, would you still feel the same way about them? That's why I feel like in the early dating process, you should be careful about like going out for drinks for a first date. I I think that's a terrible idea. And I feel like that's the go-to for so many people to say like, let's grab a drink. And I get it. It's casual. I'm not saying that a first date has to be like a fancy dinner date or whatever, but there's so many other things that you can do with someone for a first date that don't involve drinking that you can still get like a casual feel for if you mesh with them or not, or if you want to go on a second date. Like you could go for a walk in the park. You could go to a coffee shop. You could go to like an art exhibit. You could get outside. There's so many different ways to date that don't involve drinking drinking. And I I feel like a lot of us as a society have just, um, what's the word for it? Have just grown to rely on it as like a crutch, uh, as a safety blanket and a safety net um, to kind of just make us feel more comfortable. Like how many, how many of you out there have, you know, had a pregame drink before you've gone on a first date because you're nervous? I'm sure plenty of people have. And um, it's just an interesting thing to know. And that's my biggest observation that I've noted lately um, on my alcohol-free journey. And I would say that's the thing that probably bothers me the most. But um, other than that, I mean, it's been great. Like, I'm feeling awesome. I'm obviously going to stay on this path. People have asked me, too, if they think I'm ever going to drink again. And I really don't. I really truthfully don't, especially knowing what I know now from a spiritual side of things and from how it affects the body. Like one of the questions I've gotten um, a lot actually is like, oh, well, what about your wedding day? Do you think you're going to drink on your wedding day? And to me, I'm like, that is the absolute last day I would ever want to drink alcohol. That is the last time and the last place I would ever, ever want to drink. And that's because my wedding day, like if you think about it, a wedding day, that's probably one of the most important days of your life. That's a huge day. So why would I want to ruin that with alcohol? Why would I want to ruin that with the chance that I would drink too much and not remember the whole night or not act like myself or not feel great the next day? Like, That is the absolute last time I would ever want to drink. And I think so many people still connect alcohol to like celebrations. And I view it as the absolute opposite. You you couldn't pay me to drink on my wedding night. I would never do it. I would just feel really uncomfortable and I would feel um, it wouldn't be enjoyable to me and it wouldn't be the celebratory experience that I think a lot of people would think it would be from the outside. But I don't know. Have you guys thought about that? If you don't drink, have you thought about, you know, your wedding day? Would you drink? Would you not? I'd be curious to hear that too. But anyways, this is kind of like a rambly episode. I didn't really have a full structured plan for it. I just wanted to talk about my alcohol-free journey and kind of update you guys. 
and um, let you know what's going on. Also, again, go ahead to my sponsor down in the link in the description to get your first uh, 10 minutes of a psychic reading for $1.99. I really love Keen, guys. It's amazing. There's so many advisors on there to choose from, so many different people that can help you. And uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. It's free and it helps support me. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can subscribe. That also helps support me. You can leave a review if you're really feeling up to it. But uh, yeah, that is it, my friends. I'm sending you so much health, wealth, success, happiness, abundance, peace, love, and joy. And I will see you next time. Bye.